Welcome back to Racially Speaking, where we have real and honest conversations about race as it's viewed through the lenses of faith, family, and vocation. I'm David, and you are listening to episode four. This week's guest was singer-songwriter, fellow Radford alum, and just all-around good dude, Dylan Dent. In our conversation, Dylan and I catch up on what he's been up to lately as an artist, as well as follow up on a five-year-old conversation. Then, we do a deep dive into the hip-hop music scene, and I pick Dylan's brain on culture, lyrics, and who we all should be listening to. Dylan's a wealth of knowledge, and I had a blast catching up with him. So, let's just jump right in. All right, man, I hit it. We're recording. Dylan Dent, welcome to the show, man. I've been... I mean, seriously, I've been looking forward to doing this episode with you for a while. I'm pumped. So thanks for being here, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. This is a bucket list thing. <laughs> Podcast um, off of my list. At least I did one. So, you know, it's good. Yeah. 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 No, so you're, uh, I mean, we're going to get to what you do in a second, but you're, I'm a little intimidated because you're, you're in the booth. I mean, you guys can't see him, but you're, you got all this equipment behind you. I mean, you're the one that is seasoned. So I'm a little intimidated by you, but I'm going to try and get over that. No, no worries. This is a basement. You can't see it. I did this. It's a trick. (laughs) This is my basement too. So to be fair, (laughs) this isn't a booth. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is that where you like record your stuff? Yeah. This is a PVC pipe and blankets in a basement. Oh yeah. That's all. I mean, it looks official. I see. I mean, you're on your mic and then you got uh, what looks like a fancier mic behind you as well. So I mean, they're just different types of mics, you know, for different reasons. I lucked into yeah. I used it. I used that stimulus check is what I did. I stimulated. Hey-o. Hey-o. Taking one for the team, spending money. Yeah. I will look. I'm, uh, I'm trying to do better with having my guests introduce themselves a little more. I realize I kind of jump in kind of fast in the first three episodes. So for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, well, my name is Dylan Dent. Um, I am a music recording artist, uh, amongst other things. Uh, I'm hoping to do music full time. I don't really know what else to say. I'm very passionate about um, people being their full selves, realizing their passion. Mm. I hope my music can instill that in people. Uh, That's kind of like a, I guess, an eggshell thing. I'm going to keep it music, music stuff. (laughs) But I mean... I also like tutor and like do a bunch of other things, but that's to you keep tutor. Yeah. I tutor at a community college. Hey, that's legit, man. That's awesome. Well, it's Cause music doesn't keep food in my mouth yet. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Um, you also, I mean, didn't mention uh movie reviewer. Yeah. I picked that up and put it back down for like okay. social media reasons. It's not so much that I don't like watch movies and have opinions on them. I still do that. But, um, mm-hmm. I was doing movie reviews to try and get more activity on my channel. And gotcha. I, I, feel I was like watching those, man. Watch them and enjoy them, but it didn't do the goal of putting activity on my channel. So I just stopped. <laughs> okay. I guess I, I missed them for what it's worth. I, you know, I was like, I gotta see what Dylan says about this before I watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, dude, we're going to get into a lot of more of the music stuff, your stuff, stuff you've been doing recently, and then kind of, yeah, we're going to do maybe everyone, maybe you wouldn't consider it a deep dive. I'll consider it a deep dive into some 
some of the music scene. Um, you can educate us. So well, I guess we should say how we, we know each other. So you're fellow Radford alum, Radford University. We went to school together for a little bit. We worked with crew, one uh, campus ministry, you know, I'm still with, and we did that for a year. And um, we've had probably more conversations that kind of go into what we're going to talk about maybe post since we were actually living life together. I'd say we just stayed in contact, I think. Anyway, you've been um, someone I've learned a lot from. You've been a resource. Um, just when I have questions, just, you know, just to reach out to whether it's the political climate, movies, music, religion, you know, I, you're super knowledgeable, man. So I appreciate you coming on. And for those of you who don't know, Dylan also wrote, produced uh, the music to the podcast that you already heard. So thanks again for that, man. Love it. We had a conversation. This is years ago. I don't even know if you remember this, but I asked you um, just if you felt accepted as a black man and student at uh, Radford University and when you were involved with, you know, campus ministry crew, um, if you felt accepted as a black man. And it stuck out to me. I still bring this up in conversations I have now, but um, you kind of, without skipping a beat, said no. Did I feel cared for? Yes, but accepted no. So can you explain more what you meant by that? First, do you even remember that conversation? Uh, vaguely, I do. Okay. But I and I was like, oh yeah, he sure did. And I, I sure did say no. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember what I said after that, but I, I'd have to imagine, like the, I, my answer to the question is still pretty much the same. Like when I was a student, but like, no, because to be fully accepted, fully accepted, you know, you got to be fully seen. People don't see mm. the whole of who you are, then they can't truly accept the whole of who you are. And it's not that that's the thing about it is that like, I knew that nobody would be out there and say like, oh, I don't care about Dylan. No, like that's the kind of the, the, the basis of crew. And I even liked Radford as a, like a university or college. Everyone's really chill there. A mm -hmm. lot of people kind of end up at that school. I, yeah, I didn't feel like nobody cared about me, but I did. It just felt like there were parts of my life that people either were willfully overlooking or just they didn't even know that they were overlooking. And they, they you, you can't know to look into something that you don't know exists. Yeah, you don't. You don't know what you don't know kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it stuck out that you kind of right off, you didn't really even have to pause and you weren't hostile about it or anything. You're just like, no. When I said, you know, do you feel accepted? So, I mean, I guess maybe comparing that to where you maybe did feel accepted or do feel accepted now, um, like what was or is missing? Take that for what you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, yeah, sure. There are more like... I, now I go to the church plant, the Hill Church, um, where there are more black people. Uh, <laughs> and crew, or at least in Radford, you know, and throughout my entire life, for that matter, I was homeschooled uh, in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, mm. So most circles I traveled in, I was like one of maybe three black people. And you could tell mm. the people around me just didn't know or maybe didn't hang out with a lot of other black people and that leads to like another you know you don't know what you don't know type of situation so you know now i'm just around people who who know more or have tried to know more um yeah i kind of gravitate towards 
you know, people with more varied life experiences, which is easier to do even as you grow older. When you're younger, you know, it's hard because mm-hmm. you're stuck in whatever bubble you were born into for quite some time. And then you got to either choose to break a habit or just kind of keep living. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. I feel like you're saying things in a way that is helpful because you're not not faulting anybody, but you're also not faulting anybody, if that makes sense, I guess. Like, you don't know what you don't know, but you could know more, maybe. <laughs> it's kind of like a, I mean, it's, 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 it's the age of information. We've been saying that for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to blame anybody for being born in some small county. Like They didn't ask mm-hmm. Like, why weren't you born in Chicago where there's all sorts of people everywhere? Mm. I can't think. <laughs> no one's choice is to really be born in small counties. And then you kind of, you know, or even big cities for that matter. You don't, you don't choose where you're born. But we have computers in our pockets now. Um, That's helpful, yeah. So like, you know, if, if after a certain point, you know, you get to high school, it's like, yeah, the, they're not watching any movies with black leads. They're not doing any Googling. They're not doing... They're you know, discrediting their Facebook friends. And then you start to see trends. And now you're like, hey, you may not know that you're doing this, but you're doing this. And it's kind of like hurtful. That's helpful. Yeah. Age of information. So do you kind of where I'm at, my mind has kind of shifted a little bit and it's tough because I don't want to not give people to not ever give people benefit of the doubt or have that understanding of, well, you don't know what you don't know. Have you found yourself feeling different than you did you know, five years ago, which is, I think, maybe when I even had this conversation with you. Do you find it harder to accept, like, good intentions type thing? Because I I think maybe your reaction of accepted, no, cared for, sure, like, meaning you were acknowledging, I think, maybe that people at the university or crew or, you know, the settings you were involved in maybe had expressed caring about caring more, if that makes sense. So fast forward to now from, I don't know, five, four or five, three years ago, even how has that conversation been different than ours? Maybe back then. I'm not sure if it really has changed um, the situation. I've, I mean, at least I have, I try to grow, you know, (laughs) but um, Mm -hmm. it's also kind of realizing the way I would say it now is that, yeah, no one's, I can recognize that most people probably aren't racist, like true, true to form. I want mm. you to die, like brand of racism. Um, that is kind of, I don't want to say dead because it's not dead, but it's not the norm. It's not the popular type of thing. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like what we're attacking socially is that passive racism, which is always in, in, invisible and insidious. Now it's, it's just recognizing, yeah, people have their good intentions um, but even with good intentions, I saw even last year, I was, I was quiet on social media, but a lot of other people weren't, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, good intentions. I'm just saying my piece, a lot of pieces were said and, <laughs> shown, and I'm like, Oh, this is more, it's not even a product of, of them. It's just a product of like, I'm much more, I've, I've pivoted to like fighting systems now, which is way harder. Um, mm-hmm. than, as an individual person to person type of thing, uh, just because I, you know, you got to recognize that like most, like I said, most people were born, if we're talking about Americans, they're my age ish, they're born into a certain type of America at a certain point in time where like everything was equanimous, right? It wasn't great, 
but it was quiet. And we liked mm-hmm. it quiet. It wasn't peaceful or just, but it was quiet. And now things are like, we're trying to move towards peace and it's, it's stepping on toes and it's making a lot of noise and it's banging on trash cans and people aren't really about it. Yeah. That's because they like the quiet. We don't like quiet. We don't like quiet. Yeah, I, ne- I never thought about it like that. Yeah. You ever notice that peace and quiet are like often coupled together, but they're in fact two different things? That's why we say it two different, two different ways, peace and quiet. Yeah. You can have peace in a storm, right? If you got your right center, no quiet, but it's peace. Mm. Okay. You can have quiet and that's just quiet. That means that it could be bad stuff going on, but you like waterproofed your house. It's like, I'm straight. It's like, yeah, but the world outside is flooding. It's like, yeah, but I'm straight. Mm. The things that we look for and Americans are often pretty individualistic. And I would go so yeah. far, white Americans specifically are pretty individualistic. Mm-hmm. Like my house is straight. Maybe if I have friends, I'll help their house. But like the world, what you want me to help the whole world? They got to mm-hmm. get wraps up, bro. That's I think that, yeah, man, that's good. I feel like I need to pause and think about the, <laughs> the poetic language you just threw at us. Yeah, I think individualism is is big. We could do a whole episode right on that. But I think the individualism is tough when it's, I think it's a pick and choose thing a lot of times. Like there's certain things that are, I'm going to be individualistic now when it's convenient or I'm going to, you know, be, uh, look at this thing as a collective thing when the individual thing's too hard. But that is a good place all right, to pivot. So I told you we get into, I wanted to hear more thoughts on some some of the music culture. All right, I consider myself hip hop rap fan, but nothing more than that. So I'm going to defer to you as primarily hip hop artist and overall fan. What do, and I, I say mainly white people misunderstand and or remain willfully ignorant, which you've already touched on that term willfully ignorant about when it comes to the overall genre. Um, I guess origins possibly origin. Mm. And like source, more or less. To let me explain. So like the origins of hip hop is pretty obvious. Like you know, at this point, is well, it? No. Well, explain, not, explain some. Not, hold on. Not the sense that everyone sh- should obviously know about how okay. it started and got to here, but like most people don't. That's what I meant when I when I said that. Okay. People, I would even say like they know that oh something something New York something something else. Um, I, I didn't know a lot. I watched the hip hop evolution. There's like a docu-series on Netflix. It's really yeah. so good. They've gone up through like, I think 20 early two thousands, mid two thousands at this point. Uh, but anyways, really good. I learned a lot on that one. Um, but most people just, they just don't get it. And I understand that it's easier to get than like jazz. Cause I didn't get jazz for a very long time. I had to take a class on it. And then I was like, Oh, I get jazz now. It was great. And I, okay. I, I want that for everyone with hip hop because I still like, I remember growing up where liking hip hop was like a personality trait. Mm. So if you did it, it was like people would like snap and make a judgment about you. Like, oh yeah, I like rap music. Oh, you do, huh? And it was like, yeah, well, yeah, man. So I had to explain myself that doesn't exist anymore because it's so popular with like Drake okay. and Cardi B's. But with that, the people who do know about it, know less about it. It's kind of like the more people know about you, the less people know 
you, like a true you. Mm. So people, you know, everyone hears hip hop now. It's in our cereal commercials and like our car mm-hmm. commercials. And it's everywhere at this point. We're super saturated with hip hop and hip hop influenced music, but people don't really see kind of the the roots of the sound, um, which is a very so why, yeah. No, go ahead. I was gonna say. So why is that? So I think won't speak for everybody. Obviously, I feel like people could see statistics or just maybe go off the notion like hip hop is the is super popular now, and that's you know our culture's go to music and think the work with you know representation in whether it's in the music field or. I don't know, the, a, a more diverse music scene, stuff like that. I feel like people could take that and think, here we are, we've arrived. I don't know, the popularity of the big artists, is that a good thing as far as hip-hop uh, goes? Or I don't really know. I'm split on it. I'm split on it, if I'm being perfectly honest. The, okay. The lover of growth and like seeing seeing how far things can be taken. I'm I'm all about it. I'm loving it. I'm like, yo, rap. I used to have to fight to defend rap. People used to tell me you can't spell crap without rap. I was like, that hurts my my soul. Uh, Now it's everywhere. You know, everyone. Not everyone loves it, but you know, it's it's everywhere. Period. Whether you like it or not, it's like rock music in you know the sixties and seventies. And I love that. The other part of me is like, well, now it's far less sacred. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's just less important. <laughs> like, it's not cool anymore. It just is. Before, okay. like, cool, it was a thing that people did or, like, listened to to be cool. Now it's just a thing that's on and people do. Like, I was listening to Ariana Grande the other day, and I was like, this is a rap song just because... She's kind of singing over it, singy songy. Like this, still, it's still basically a rap song, especially like Seven Rings. I don't know if you've heard that one before, but that's basically a rap song. Okay, I don't know if I have. Everybody, <laughs> it's, it's way less cool and sacred than it was, and there's like way less to like. You got to prove yourself and like go through the ranks. It's just like, nah, just do it, do it, put it okay. out. Popular, it'll sell. Let's go. And I'm like, oh, that kind of makes me sad. And it's like a small sub tier or something. It streams down. Okay. Like- that's where I, that's where I thought you would land, but I see why you're split because it's also well, but at least people are becoming more aware of it, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So let me. I wanted to pry even more with. So you mentioned like the origins and maybe what's missing from people understanding, especially you know, our white friends and white culture. Like what? What do you mean by origins? Like why is it important? Or like what's one or two little nuggets that this is what people don't really understand whether or not they're listening to it all the time and it's popular. Like why is what's important about the origins? Yeah. My, so like, in my opinion, hip hop is the use what you have, get what you can and like make it work. Like be really cool and really, really dope with like nothing. Cause like mm. the hip hop, hip hop started, I think mid seventies or something, you know, people have to fact check me or whatever, but like it was just records, like actual vinyl records of mm-hmm songs that were boring and people weren't liking and getting down with and then they just looped up the parts like the 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 drum breaks of the disco songs so they'd have like two disco songs going and they just play them back to back and that was the thing and they had like parties that would go all night long just kind of doing that technique and that's kind of where it started it was all on sound and like getting people to move and doing all that stuff and then 
what drove it forward was like ingenuity and like how how far can we do what can we do next what's what's the next creative thing to do and you know at this point it's so popular that it's being monetized very heavily so that kind of is upsetting and now i see like dollar signs dollar signs dollar signs instead of like creativity 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 um mm-hmm. but that's more to my last point does that answer your question yeah i think so man that's good i told you all man well he's a wealth of knowledge yeah that's good man that's good uh all right so go i mean keeping on going with this um how should people that i'm trying to think of how to ask it but how should people that just associate hip-hop and you know and rap is it okay to even use hip-hop and rap as interchangeable because I, I know they're different it's the same thing now Am okay i like i know older heads would be like well hip-hop is when you're saying something and having a message and rap is <laughs> It's the same thing. Like, okay. I mean, I remember from the evolution of hip hop, what you talked about, the documentary um, they talked about. I was like, oh man, I never knew that. Yeah. Anyway, because I couldn't go back. And then obviously I'm forgetting what the difference is. Anyway, rap, hip hop. How should people that from the outside looking in who only associate it with violence, misogyny, explicit language, who is just people that just associate with all these, you know, negative things like how do you i don't know tell people that have that frame of mind to grapple with that or how do you do that for yourself i guess maybe yeah um i'll just repeat what i've heard said uh because i've heard you know true words from like you know rappers and other stuff interviewers Mm -hmm. nerd but um it's just stories that reflect your reality right this is hopefully i don't know if some people have heard or not but like they're just reflecting their reality at this point so you know people live in violent neighborhoods right if you live Mm -hmm. with a lot of gang violence and police brutality what you gonna rap about and gang violence and police brutality if you have a strip oh every other corner what you gonna rap about you know strip clubs women yeah uh so like People are like, well, I, I, I don't like it. I'm like, well, change the reality. If you want to rap about butterflies and rainbows, make sure every community in America oh. butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> and okay. Then, oh, yeah. There'll be no more of the rap you don't like. But you, you, people leave people to their own devices and then get upset when they kind of rage, rage scream, which is what I think a lot of, whether they, the artists may not know it or not, but like you look at any yeah. from like NWA to like Triple X, they're just taking their reality and kind of heightening it a little bit because we don't want to listen to your life recounted. That would then be a podcast and <laughs> <laughs> until recently, but you know, you heighten it a little bit and then, you know, you, you, you release it to the world. And that's, that's, I think what people jive with a lot when they hear it, the people who do like hip hop, it's just like, Oh man, I get this on some level. I get this, this pain or, overcoming this thing or going through this thing it's like that's i think when it's at its most potent this genre Mm -hmm. yeah for me i mean i've done a lot of like listening but you know whether it's documentaries talking to friends like you and i've just i try and listen to lyrics a lot more i mean i know it's hip-hop's i'd say you know i'd say objectively the most fun to listen to but listen to the lyrics. I mean, I think what you said, what sticks out to me is the community base. Like I think more than any other genre, probably it's, it's about a community and expressing pain, expressing hurt, 
expressing injustice, marginalization. I mean, that's, man, that's good. Like get more mad if you're pushing back at that, you know, these artists are rapping about that you don't like what they're saying. Like get mad at the reality, not, not the music, right? That's like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's like if you're counseling somebody and they start to, I don't know, really put it all out there on the line and, you know, start to say all this deep pain they got and you're like, Oh, that's too much. You know, it's like, I'm like well, that, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm here for. You gotta, you're, you're trying to help me out. You know, it's a call. I, I mean, something that also helped me was um, there's an NPR podcast. I don't know if you heard about it. I'm um, called louder than a riot. It's kind of loosely, well, it's kind of based on a conspiracy theory. Anyway, it's how it's how hip hop of the seventies and stuff is tied to politics and mass incarceration, which we could go, uh, which I'm sure. Another episode. <laughs> yeah. Another episode, which, but I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard about that. It was helpful. The host, I forget his name. Um, you know, was saying, if you hear anything from this podcast, you know, you don't have to believe in what we're talking about, but you need to know that hip hop was created out of a response to all these things, not the other way around. Um, meaning I feel like hip hop has a history of being turned on its head, even, even after it being a response. And it, when it creeps up on or becomes something where people are telling an entire people group how to talk, that's where I, that's where I, I get really angry, whether even if it's not hip hop, I'm like, you're not listening to what people are saying. Moving on. Which rapper should everyone be listening to right now? <laughs> light, light, lighthearted break. Um, yeah. I saw that and I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not cool. Like, I don't know. I've never been a zeitgeist guy. Like, my finger. You have on. to be cool. Just be honest. Um, if I say should, you know, hopefully people who are listening have already listened to, like, Kendrick Lamar and, and stuff. So I'm not going to really put him on. I feel like he's big enough. Um, he spoke was the one that came to mind. I was just listening to his black habits deluxe album earlier today. Uh, but D smoke is really cool. If you don't know who he is, he was on the rhythm and flow Netflix show. It was a hip hop, uh, competition show, a la American idols, first of its kind on Netflix, hosted by like Chance the Rapper, Cardi B, and T.I. It's actually really fun watch, especially if you're okay. But he came on. I never checked that out. Dude, it's it's a fun watch. Definitely watch it. Um, he was a front runner the entire season and he ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just really good. He he feels new and also super tenured at the same time. Um, so if you don't know who D smoke is, definitely start listening to D smoke. Uh, Mm -hmm. it didn't run the jewels. Like I didn't listen to much run the jewels before last year. And I did like a deep dive of them and they're great. It's killer Mike and LP. Who, if you don't know killer Mike is, he's like a long time Atlanta rapper. I'm not super Mm -hmm. familiar with LP, but he's been a working producer in the game for a minute. Um, but they have a, a group, a duo called Run the Jewels. They're great. If you don't like in your face style of raps, though, they probably won't be your cup of tea. <laughs> okay. The only thing I couldn't name any songs, but I know Killer Mike from he's a guy they talk a lot about in Louder Than a Riot, that, that podcast I said. Cool. Killer Mike has been rapping for quite some time. Um, because he he's was out of Atlanta, right? Yeah, he was a protege of Outkast, who's probably my my favorite rap group. 
Um, okay. Rappers of all time. So, yeah. That was my next question. Who's your favorite? Just, you got to pick one. Who's your favorite of all time? Ooh, Is that it? <laughs> I mean, you kind of just said some, I guess that as a group, but. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Yeah, Outcast is a group, which is the way I get around it. Um, my favorite okay. of all time might have to be Childish Gambino. Uh, okay. Tell, but yeah, it's it's if, if you're saying favorite, not objective best or like anything like that. Just like what what really gets you every single time? It's like yeah, Childish Gambino. Like every. What about him? So uh, the next question was because I heard somebody talk about this. So it was like a lot of times y'all. Uh, hip-hop heads have these discussions like who's your favorite who gets you going like every single time like you said and then who's maybe the most technically gifted i don't know if that means like articulation speed lyrics i'm sure it's kind of a compilation but who's the most i don't know who's the most technically gifted um see it depends i'm gonna speak from my generation because it's this is another cool thing about hip-hop is that there are now like multiple generations of hip-hop like if you ask someone older than me they'll probably say biggie or not without a doubt i would say like either andre 3000 or kendrick lamar like if we're just talking about like written tech yeah yeah, for for me it's it's one of them too or maybe eminem is up there although of late i gotta admit i've been a little bit less impressed with eminem has he done I mean, has he done anything besides that? He he did that one album out of nowhere, but I thought that was because it was in response to like Machine Gun Kelly, right? A, a deluxe album in December, and he put out the okay. other album in last January. Um, and oh man, okay. and then he went back and forth from Machine Gun Kelly. He's been working for quite some time. Like he went out 2017, 2018, took a small break. Uh, 2020, did two albums. Oh so, man, okay. I remember the one, I just, no, I mean, Eminem, I mean, his articulation and diction is incredible. Mm-hmm. What stuck out to me about that, not what stuck out to me only, but that album, I forget which one it was, you named a bunch, but where he was responding to Machine Gun Kelly, another rapper for those of y'all that are lost. But um, I feel like it was him saying he doesn't have time to go back and forth with somebody like him, but I thought the, it was ironic because isn't that what he was doing with the album? You know, I, I don't, I was like, but you're kind of doing that. The album Kamikaze was like a shot at everybody uh, because okay. 17 album. Right. Well, so he was just like, <laughs> and he did yeah. the entire album. And then machine gun Kelly was like the only rapper that was like, Hey man. And then he exploded. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I don't, know if i consider myself knowledgeable enough to say i have like a go-to favorite i've enjoyed i mean you and i are like og hamilton fans i remember we talked about it since 2015 so we can go there and if you've been listening to the podcast more than just one episode you know that i bring that up a lot anyway david diggs who plays jefferson mm-hmm. marquis de lafayette is the dude that raps really fast for those of you that are familiar with hamilton but don't know the actors names he legit can rap like he's yeah, you listen. Crazy good. What's that? Clipping? Yeah, clipping. Man, that stuff is that stuff's crazy. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's not like... I mean, obviously, he didn't just learn to rap for Hamilton. Like, he is like... I was listening to a podcast, um, Jamel Hill Unbothered, 
um, with him. And he like, he is just insanely knowledgeable, but it's cool to see how, like you said, generations are mixed up in hip hop, the whole genre more than I think any other genre, but he was talking about MC hammer, how it kind of felt like, you know, his, his uncle almost whenever he sees interviews of him. And now he's famous enough to have hung out with MC hammer and stuff, but it's cool to hear the different styles. Like, uh, he was breaking down what comes out of Atlanta, what comes out of even like Miami. And then he's from David Diggs is from the Bay area. And so, you know, he, he's, I feel like he's got a unique sound for me. who's not quite as knowledgeable, but then he, his, his go-to every, every interview is like E40. Yeah. Best, best rapper of all time. Hands down. Like I'll fight you to the death and like about this, like I'll, I'll talk about anything, but he's like E40. And you, it's cool because you. Can, I'm not super familiar with E40, but because of David Diggs, I listened to him some. And the the Bay Area style is so cool to see that passed down the type of uh, articulation and I mean how fast it is, but how clear it is. I don't know. I, I appreciate that because it's easy to follow, but also like I got to listen. Yes, E40 is very quick. I never got deep into E40. I know that everybody respects him, and what I, from what I've heard, yeah, it's that's an easy it's easy respect <laughs> earned yeah for sure i mean i can't i don't know enough about him to say he's like my favorite or anything but david diggs man he have you seen this movie blind spotting mm-hmm. yeah yeah man good movie good good movie written about you know it covers uh gentrification but it's about you know the the bay area oakland where him and his friend and co-star are from and they write all the music for it they wrote the whole screenplay directed i mean they're blowing up both of them yeah, his friend, his friend, uh, Rafael Casal, he can he can go too. Also, it's a show now. I think. Yeah, I saw that. It's not out yet, but it's it's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Watch it because I don't have Showtime. I don't. Music's not doing that well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know they keep one day I'll be uh, Showtime. <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> that not, that's what keeps you going. I gotta get Showtime. Chipotle bowls and Showtime. <laughs> Anyway, man, everyone should check out that movie. So, so good. It came out kind of under the radar. I feel like it got great reviews, but I feel like it wasn't. It was a heavy no. year, I think, for like black stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember there were like one or two movies that were coming out around the same time. And Blind mm-hmm. probably had the least funding. So it right. theaters. Uh, so like if you live in an area like us, Blind spotting was in theaters for like maybe a couple of weeks max, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even see it in theaters. We I think we red boxed it back when Redbox was a thing. Is that still a thing? Redbox? It's still a thing. Nobody uses it, but it's still a thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, all right. What are your feelings on the Christian quote unquote? I'm doing air quotes, the Christian rap or hip hop scene. That's all I'm gonna say. What what are your thoughts? Uh currently. I am not impressed. And that's because I've kind of changed. Uh, let me let me see how, how quickly and concisely I can extrapolate. It feels so like, all right, currently it feels like either a lot of Christian rappers are just trying to sound like other Christian rappers or mainstream rappers, but with like softer edges. The thing that most people like about mainstream rap nowadays is that the edges are hard and they've kind of remained hard. It's been like a mainstay of the genre. But in addition to that, it just feels like everyone's doing bangers. 
Like, I can't count the number of Christian hip-hop artists that have done, like, pre-game hype songs or that style of songs in the past, you know, five, five to seven years. Like, basically, since I was halfway through college till now. Like, it sounds like almost every fourth song is just trying to hype up a crowd or, like, be okay. in or you know pregame music where like ever since like Andy Mineo dropped you can't stop me yeah oh yeah subgenre of a subgenre of music of like i'm never scared because i believe in jesus <laughs> and yeah. like, it's just it's it's getting monotonous you know as an artist it gets monotonous i will also say as an artist because i do not define myself as a christian rapper even though i am both a christian and a rapper mm-hmm. uh, because it's 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 so small you've defined yourself now at that point by both sound and subject matter mm, okay now looking at it now as a grown man and an artist i'm just like oh yeah i don't I don't really want that. I'm not saying that the people who are in the genre can't rap or they're not talented or the, you know, the, the beats are good. They can rap. It just, but they, they have to stick to being rap artists mm-hmm. and have to stick to talking about something, something Jesus, even mm-hmm. if it means sandwiching Jesus in your bars where like you could take them out and the song would remain the same. Like if the songs aren't about Jesus anymore or like the mm-hmm. gospel issues, they just mention Jesus and now they're Christian hip hop artists. And that's a little like, and then the Christian in me, like wants to flip tables. Cause like, stop using Jesus as a brand. Like it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Person, I'm like, Oh, now I'm a Christian rapper. I can be, I can be played in youth groups. I could do you know more. I'm like, stop it. It's not a branding device. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a little frustrating now to, to the other side of this point is that I grew up listening to Christian hip hop music. So one, I've heard it for quite some time. It is not <laughs> Um, so the reason it feels stale is because I've been listening to it for 26 years mm-hmm. in, one, in one form or another. So there is that. And I think it's really, really cool because Leslie was like coming in hot. And Lecrae, mm-hmm. right? Some of the biggest Christian rappers working at the moment. I'm not a big fan of that song. Coming uh, in hot. What, so is that? So that's Lecrae, Andy Mineo. Coming in hot. I don't want to do too much because I don't want you to get like sued or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're Christians, so they wouldn't sue me. Would they not? Because uh, <laughs> Lame did to Katy Perry, and he's been doing for like six years. Who did that? Lame. He's sued. He's been suing. There's been a lawsuit out on Katy Perry because they feel like uh, when she did what Dark Horse with Juicy J that they stole the beat for uh, one of his songs. Hey, you can sue somebody for stealing a beat. Yeah, man, because it's uh, a okay. musical copyrights and stuff. They did it to Ed Sheeran. The the estate of Marvin Gaye sued Ed Sheeran because uh, mm. uh, he said, and they they are right. There is a case to be made. Uh, what has he said? Thinking out loud sounded awfully close to uh, "Let's Get It On," and they are. It's the same. It's the same progression. But like, okay. So part of me as a musician is like, mm, should be stealing. But the other part is like, there are only so many, like two people can have the same idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get the, I get the lyrics thing, but I didn't know you could. Uh, yeah. You can sue, sue for, for a beat. You just have to, you mean, you can sue for anything. It's America, man. You just got to. That's broke. true. Hey, that's true. But anyways, yeah. Coming in hot is like, 
uh, it's kind of an example of like, it's a pregame, it's a pump up. It's not really about anything, uh, you know, and it's got soft edges. Yeah. It's a song that's not about anything that has soft edges. So like, if you're really looking to turn up, it's not going to do much. But if you're a kid, that's mm. amazing. Like if I was 10, you know, two years ago, whenever when that song came out, it would probably be my favorite song. So yeah. it's nice for kids to have something to bump without having to like get edited versions or radio edits or, you know, skirt yeah. or social issues. So it's, it, it's, it's a compl- complicated relationship between me and Christian hip hop at this point. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's, it's not all bad, but I see what you're saying. Like skirting, it enables listeners to skirt around cultural issues. So I, I feel like that might be the, I say, you know, danger of a lot of misunderstanding of not re- like people maybe like especially white christians then thinking they you know are really really into rap but they really just like the you know the rap that maybe ignores the origins that you're talking about like there's nothing wrong in and of itself or with the artist you're saying but ignores this the- stuff can't this stuff can kind of be interconnected if you don't understand where it's coming from maybe doesn't reflect the, the state of the artist um, yeah you know, coming in hot. I mean, and like maybe when they wrote that song, they were really feeling like they were like about to do something crazy. Like they wrote that song when they're about to go on tour. So like sure. about to go on tour, you need at least one banger. It's nice to have a new song if you're traveling. Turn the crowd up real nice. I, I get why. Like that's nice a big, to get paid. It's a business move. It is. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that because they're artists and they have to make money in some way. And that's kind of a, that's a great way to do it. Make a song. People like it. Makes money. Cool. It's a business move. The problem is that look what happened when Lecrae started talking about like black people issues and stuff. Yes. Uh, issues. Mm. Come on. And they wanted to turn them down. It's like, well, don't mm-hmm. like trust in, you know, the Jesus music and the coming in hot and then, you know, the, this and that. And then like never ever play or listen to or like tell your youth group to like, hey, go by the way, guys, go back and listen to this, you know, deep cut from the album because <laughs> it talks about issues that affect Lecrae's life. And I feel like he tackles them very well. You know, you just play the bangers and then you kind of skip over everything else. I feel like it's just watered down. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah, don't lift uh, all the Lecrae songs that are about, you know, that you can apply to you and the devil and fighting, you know. Yeah, like in Dwelling Satan and Sin. sin. Yeah, but go ahead. The cuts of Lecrae. And no, like no one ever listened to that song. Which uh, song? Which song? Sorry, you cut out. Indwelling Sin is like that's mm. the Rebel album, which we like went it back and forth. Which I, you know, you go back and listen to things, and they always, you know, whatever. But I'm like that one was nice. I like listening to that one, especially as a kid, where he's mm. going back and forth with like the devil or this voice in his head. It's a trope that we've heard before in hip hop, but at the time I hadn't heard it because I was a kid. So yeah, that one was really cool to hear somebody, you know, go through that through the Christian lens. All right, let's talk about you. You're uh, so you've been putting a lot of music out this year, man. We were talking a little bit before we started recording, but uh, following you on social media and talking to, talking to you off and on, you've been doing a lot this year already. Talk about that a little bit, and then also, which I plugged on my social media to my few followers, but that the music video you and some uh, fellow artists out of the Roanoke Valley put out. Can you talk about that, man? That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with that. Um, so that's the, uh, for those of the listeners out there, it's the um, We Are Art is the name of the song and music video. 
Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Hopefully, you won't have to yeah. Google it too hard. But you know, you can find it on YouTube and whatever. We are art, um, and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, great! Yeah, that was just an idea. My buddy, who is also a, a local artist here in, in Roanoke, um, I don't know how it started on his end, but he basically called me. And I don't remember if it was a group text or not or something, but you know, it was a big like mass text to a bunch of local um, artists producers and, and stuff and he was like hey i i got this idea for a song you know elevating kind of black self-love i guess to put it in a nutshell and um yeah i was obviously like yeah i'll hop on board with that it's easy easy yes you know i don't gotta i don't have to put together a beat or do a, like a, any kind of release i just gotta write a couple of lines all right cool so um you know, that's what it did. And it that was in like January. After the new year, he had he had put this text out and we had gotten it done, you know, before February. Yeah, it was a really quick turnaround. Everyone everyone worked really hard. Uh and it turned out really well. It's being received really well. You know, I'm pretty proud of it. I'm proud to be a part of it. So it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was it was awesome. It was cool to see, you know, being in the New River Valley, different from the Roanoke Valley, but not as different, you know, as you know the really bigger cities. It was awesome to see there's that many artists, you know, I, I would never know about yeah. of y'all. I know you're doing music over there, but the y'all, I don't know, got together to do that. That man, really, really cool. Yeah. What, uh, I mean, give some shout outs. Who are some of the artists, local artists that we should be checking out other than you? Other than me, uh, Macklin, Macklin Mosley. I'm just going to shout out my friends. Uh, yeah. People who I've like sat down with, because there are a lot of people in that video, um, but I don't know them all super well. But Macklin Mosley is a guy you need to look into. Ty Tyler Ty. Tyler Langhorn is a guy you need to look into. He's the guy that came after me. He's very dope. Uh, Tay the Truth. Mm. A guy you need to look into. He had that last verse. Uh, he just put out an album. Oh, yeah. Macklin. So, like, Macklin put out something last summer. Uh, it was a really good album. Say, uh, Ty Tyler Ty just had a song come out on Tuesday, actually. And I think he's working on more stuff this year. Uh, Tay the Truth had a song come out in last month in January. Uh, so they're all working and they all just had new stuff. So definitely go uh, stream their new stuff. Uh, Harvest Black, Brian Hancock is a guy who is putting out an album next month that I will be featured on as well. So this is both a plug for myself and him. All right. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah, man. I got, I wrote a lyric down. So you wrote your, you wrote your part of the music video? Yeah. I, I'm trying to get to the place where I, if, if it comes out of my mouth, then that means I, I wrote it. Good. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, man, it was, uh, it was dope. Uh, used to stand all of the strength of our resolve, black skin done been through it all. Yeah. Love it. I would say, I would say, you know, where'd that come from? But you don't need to really explain unless you want. I, I loved it. That was good. I can always extrapolate. Go. Uh, yeah, hey, go. We're twice tonight. That's too many times now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, look, I mean, I guess I don't know if I do need to explain. I hopefully, I hope the goal was for it to be pretty self-explanatory once people like took a second to think about it. But um, the feeling for me is that, you know, I was just thinking, I was like, man, yo, it's crazy that like, one, black people are A, still here. And like, we mm. haven't left. 
uh, or like just like died off or something, you know, like, hey, hey, yeah, that's strong. And then two, like haven't lashed back out because like you think about the Civil War and that was like to free slaves. And then for, you know, decades, 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 we were still like spit upon by society. And the fact that there was never a second like Civil War that was started, in my opinion, is kind of bonkers. Um, wow. That, that's resolve right there. That is, that's patience and grace. Like, you might be like, well, black people are so angry. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we haven't like started a war. <laughs> Woo, okay. Like, <laughs> considering everything, you know, that society kind of put us through, like, yeah, we haven't started a war though, you know, like, like a legitimate war. We didn't storm the Capitol. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's resolve on two fronts there. So, yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's one of the dopest lines I've, I've had in a minute. I'm not even going to lie. I'm to my own horn. <laughs> Love it. Love it, man. Everyone check out that the music video. Everyone in there, man, was dope. Y'all could go. Shout out to the ladies there. I feel like we don't sure. give give uh, ladies enough credit in general, but um I know I'm extremely guilty of that, but man, they uh, shout out to the ladies in this video. By the way, yes. the Ann Art, the first lady who was up, has a live stream coming in March that you can check out on Facebook. Okay, on Kirk. In addition to that, like going way back to the other question, is like who should people be listening to? Uh, Rap yeah. is a female rapper that everyone should be listening to. Period. Say it one more time. You might have gone out a little bit on the Zoom connection. Yeah, Rhapsody is a female rapper. Okay. One needs to be listening to, like, period. All right. Nope. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it might see. Yeah, I mean, I guess it might seem cool now. We're having, you know, the Cardi B's and more and more female rappers come out of nowhere. But I'll just say, it's not like they weren't around the whole time, right? No, yeah. It's not <laughs> like so a handful of women just learned how to rap out of nowhere. They, they've been around. Since the 90s, you got TLC, you got Lil' Kim, uh, Missy yeah. L. Rhapsody's been working for a while. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've been all over the place. All right, we got to wrap up, but I always like to end with giving recommendations, which you've given about a thousand already. But other than Evolution of Hip Hop, which we've talked about, what's something else? Other than listening to certain artists, is there anything else you'd recommend to educate people? Oh, um, yo, uh, Dissect. I'm actually wearing their merch right now, but um, okay. podcast is a podcast that is specifically like dedicated to dissecting like pop culture, but mainly hip hop and like R and B stuff. Um, they have dissected nice. butterfly. So if you felt like that went over your head, like never fear. Uh, and they do like deep in-depth uh, breakdowns of songs. It really was inspiring to me to see the people appreciate kind of hip hop or even just pop music in such a way. Uh, they'll spend like an hour on one song and then they'll do like a whole season for an album. So yeah, they've done Lemonade by Beyonce, the visual album to Pimp a Butterfly. They did Dark Fantasy. They just did Because the Internet by Childish Gambino, which is one of my favorite artists and mm-hmm. one albums by one of my favorite artists. So uh, Dissect Podcast is another really good one. Okay. Again, I'll put that in show notes. That's great. That's perfect. I'm going to check that out myself. I haven't heard of that. It's, a, it's addictive if you really like hip hop. I'm not even going to add anything else. I mean, definitely check out Evolution of Hip Hop, which we talked about. That's on Netflix. Um, I've 
I'll be honest, I've fallen behind. I watched the beginning, like I think the first couple seasons, and then, I mean, didn't they just do like the 757 area and Pharrell and stuff? They mentioned, uh, they did mention Virginia for like us. Okay. Because we do have legends, you know, if you're right. Timberland, Missy Elliott, who I feel are, are all legendary. Uh, mm. T, Clips, I still think are, are from Virginia as well. So, um, yeah, they did touch on Virginia because they need to. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Check that out. And then I can't recommend this because I haven't watched it, but I think there's something that just came out on FX. I don't know if you know about that. That Yeah. The whatever marketing gurus know me well. So they have put that in my ears many times. I have not seen it. I don't. Okay. I think it, I think it literally just might've come out like two days ago. It's new. Um, right. I have not seen it. I don't know if I'll get around to watching it or not. Um, but you know, I, I probably will. Information overload or a, age of information. You said, yeah, there's too much. Uh, cause I haven't even watched the Wu-Tang show on Hulu. So uh, I haven't either. Yeah. I haven't either. I usually am hurting for more lighthearted stuff cause there's plenty of heavy hearted stuff. Um, so I might check out the, uh, what's the reality show that you said on Netflix? The reality- the chance. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Rhythm and flow. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhythm and flow. Check that one out. It's just fun hip hop competition stuff. They're putting people through like ciphers, freestyles, battles, music videos, okay. like all that stuff. All right, man. I appreciate you doing this. This was better than I expected, about a thousand times better. And the bar was already super high. So, man, this was awesome. <laughs> that sounded like a backhanded compliment. It was awesome. I knew it was going to be awesome, but it was even more awesome. There, that, that sounded better. Oh, it's good. I just hope that people enjoyed it. Same with everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. And we'll have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. Peace. As always, this podcast is created to be a place for people of color and our allies to safely have the conversations we're usually only having behind the scenes and to invite anyone else to listen in, learn, and grow with us. Please also be sure to check out the show notes in the description. And you can also rate, review, and share the show with your friends. Our artwork was created by Ashley Bush, and our music, of course, was written and produced by today's guest, Dylan Dent.